Okay, yeah, thank you. So my name is Deanna, and I am a recovered compulsive eater. And I'll share what my story uh, was like, what happened in life uh, now. And um, yeah, so, um, you know, uh, f using food to fix the way I felt start started at a very early age for me. Uh, there was a lot going on in the home that I just didn't understand, couldn't make sense of, you know, divorce and there's some addiction and abuse and, you know, some neglect, and, um, you know, those kinds of things and, you know, moving and new schools, you know, these big things uh, that felt so big for me and food, oddly enough, felt like an anchor. It felt like it gave me some sort of peace and calm and it also felt like something I could control. So I was I was hooked early on, but I didn't really think I had a problem. Honestly, um, it wasn't until people started pointing out that I was, you know, overweight as a child. Um, I put on quite a bit of weight, and so um, you know, I, got, I was getting teased and stuff. And as most kids are, you know, you don't, you know, you uh, want to fit in. So yeah, I went on my first, you know, diet, if you will, at age twelve, and. Um, I, so my history includes this, my weight has gone up and down. It's been a, you know, moving target my whole life and I could shift my weight, um, a lot. In fact, I'm on this meeting because I, you know, I have been a hundred pounds overweight. Um, and I am a hundred pounds lighter today. Um, but you know, just kind of skipping ahead for a second, I, I'm a hundred pounds lighter, not because I made it that way it's because I, I worked the program of action and that just happened as a nice side effect really um, but anyways so my weight was always a moving target different clothing sizes in my um, closet I just didn't understand it I knew it was weird you know how my body would shift so much um, but you know I just would you know try all these diets and stuff and so in college um, it was very stressful for me in college. I had these character defects of procrastination and perfectionism. Um, I had this habit throughout my life of putting things off that I don't want to do. Uh, so then it's like I'm running on adrenaline when I have to get them done. But then I can't just do it, you know, I can't just get a C. I've got to get an A. So I, so what was I doing throughout all that anxiety in college, you know, and I had a scholarship? I was eating. I was eating constantly. And I was very unhealthy, morbidly obese. And, um, you know, I was in my 20s and my, my heart rate was, you know, scary. You know, it was scary high, you know. Um, I remember being in a dentist's office or some doctor's office and they called me and the seat started to come up with me. <laughs> and so I asked my doctor, you know, can I see an eating disorder therapist? And so I did. And so my history includes um, binge eating, you know. Uh, I, yes, I have to compensate at times um, done compulsive exercising too. Not always. In fact, I would say I most of my life I've been overweight and I've been not physically active enough. But being chronic, meaning I have a mind that takes me back to these crazy ideas really about food and exercise, I go to extremes. So those periods when I would compulsively exercise, and I guess they call it exercise bulimia, um, you know, it would start off innocent enough, but it, you know, it would go, you know, go haywire, you know. So for example, you know, when I was seeing that therapist, I started to lose the weight, you know, I thought, oh good, you know, I'm, I'm doing things healthy, this is all good. Well, it wasn't enough for me to exercise once a day, I had to exercise twice twice a day. And um, 
So, you know, I go to these unhealthy extremes, but I don't realize it at the time. Um, but with the exercise, you know, uh, what eventually happened, because I, you know, there'd be periods where I would do that. And I, I didn't, I don't constantly compulsively exercise where I didn't when I was ill. There would be periods where I'd get into it. Um, I've injured myself not knowing it at the time. I, I stopped having a period. And because I threw off my hormones so terribly from hours and hours and hours of weightlifting, cardio, exercising, sculpting my body, getting it to the way I wanted to, and really trying to compensate at some point, you know, for the food at times. But I have to tell you, you know, um, like I said in the beginning, food has always felt like an anchor to me. But, you know, food has been fill in the blank for me, entertain me. I'm bored. I'm sad. I'm lonely. Or I'm happy. You know, I don't always know how to handle happiness and excitement. And I would go to food for that. So, you know, it's not always when things are humdrum. But these periods when I would compulsively exercise, I also got a high off of it. Not a runner's high, because I can assure you I'm not a runner. <laughs> uh, Flat-footed and all that stuff. So, but um, I, I can't explain it. It's like my muscles would crave working out. Um, so it was just like, you know, no logic there. So anyways, um, you know, so I lost, you know, a lot, about 100 pounds, you know, going to this therapist and people, and I work in healthcare, and they're like, oh, my gosh, did you have weight loss surgery? And I'm like, no. And, um, but you know what? It, the weight started to creep back on. So um, I tried to fix myself and figure myself out through my 20s and 30s, going to therapy all the time, trying hypnosis. I was convinced, you know, there's something out there for me. It's just, it's in my brain. Or it's in my, it's, it's not in my conscious brain, it's in my subconscious. So I'm going to do hypnosis. That, that didn't work. I'm going to do the spiritual realm. I'm going to do, you know, maybe I'll try a non-denominational church or whatever just to kind of see. Or I'll do energy healing. So learned how to do energy healing on people. Had done it myself. There, several different types. So long story short, none of that worked for good and all. So I come to OA originally 13 years ago and um, you know, I tried the things people suggested, which were, you know, to get a food plan and um, work the steps. And the sponsor I had had me work the steps pretty slowly out of a workbook. And it was more like she had me going to step study meetings. So, and and I'm saying this not, you know, I, I'm grateful for my experience because all experience is valuable, by the way. But anyways, I was studying about the steps. I really wasn't working them. So long story short, something fell off. I don't know if I just got like, well, I don't know what I'm doing because I, I don't know, I may, maybe got to step seven, eight, nine or whatever. I wasn't sure what was next. And um, so I didn't get recovered and I couldn't follow the food plan for good and all. And the food plan I had was avoid what I thought were my problem foods, which were sweets. You know, I've been a person where I'd rather eat dessert than dinner. But I'd also eat junk food, you know, which could be not sweet. It could be fatty, rich, and delicious, you know. Um, yeah, I couldn't follow that for good and all. And so, you know, probably three years, I just came to meetings getting inspired, hoping something was going to click because I didn't understand. So eventually, I'm at an OA convention, hear someone speak. I track her down because she's out of state. You know, back then, they sold you these discs. I don't know if they still do it. And I was listening and listening and listening to her talk. I got in touch with her through Facebook, and I said, boy, I really want what you have. And um, she wasn't able to take on sponsees, but she was like, well, what are you doing to get well? And I said, you know, I told her what I was doing. She's like, well, you're not working the steps. You know, you're not going to get recovered if you don't work the steps. And I said, well, I don't know how to do this because, and I explained how I was sponsored before. And you know what she said? She said, oh, you know, that didn't work for me either. 
you know, go trying to go through the steps slowly and, you know, the food plan thing, then it was like, why don't you check out some meetings that, you know, focus on the big book, if you will. So I checked them out and I must, yeah, I, the message really resonated with me and I asked someone to sponsor me and um, I really appreciate the time she took with me because I was in a conundrum because, you know, I was talking to her and she's like, you know, I don't, she said, I find that I can compulsively eat any food when it comes down to it. So all I had to do to get recovered, as she's telling me, is to work the steps quickly. And um, that's the only effort I need to put in full force. And then my eating gets corrected, if you will, or her eating got corrected. So I was puzzled by this. I said, well, I'm in a way because my eating is a mess. I typically tend to compulsively eat more of the sweets and the junk food. But I, and I'm not a nutritionist, but I work in a, a related field to nutrition. So I know how to eat. In fact, you know, most of us know how to eat. We, we, we seek out gurus and specialists or self-educate. Um, I'm like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde. You know, I would have, you know, a fridge full of, of healthy things and I'd be, going to buy my binge foods or my impulse foods and spending all this money I didn't have to spend or didn't need to spend. Or I'd eat healthy lunch or breakfast and lunch and then dinner, forget it, you know, nighttime. Oh, my gosh. So um, I kind of had a foot in both camps. Like, oh, I don't know. Shouldn't I be managing the eating? And then, wait a minute, I've done Weight Watchers. And, yeah, sure, I lost the, I lost 30 pounds, but I put it back on and it was a tenth of the time. So it's not that I can't do something for a little bit. I can't stay stopped from compulsive eating. So that's how she helped me understand that I'm the chronic type. And she didn't tell me, I came to that conclusion on my own, is that I have a mind that just keeps taking me back despite swearing off, despite saying I'm not going to do it again, despite saying this is the last time, despite health consequences. My mind takes, it blanks out on the consequences of my behavior and I go back into it. Compulsive eating, because it gives me ease and comfort in the moment. And then, yes, always it's followed with remorse and regret and, you know, I pick up another plan. So I'm on this, like, hamster wheel is what she's explaining. But the food piece was still really puzzling to me. So she said, you know, we all have our preferred um, our preferred goodies. She's like, have you ever gotten like, the foods out of, out of the house that were a problem and compulsively eat other foods? And I had to think about that. And I'm like, you know what? When I cut out carbohydrates, and I look like a lean, mean fitness machine because you're going to lose weight when you cut out carbs altogether. Um, or, you know, uh, and I started to compulsively exercise. I, um, I started to compulsively eat salad and I, I couldn't even remember it. That's, that's how our minds work too. Um, I was living off of, you know, salads from this one place and I, I was like, oh, give me double meat, double veg, you know. Uh, and that, those suckers were piled high. And you know what? I wasn't eating. For nourishment, I was gonna I was gonna shovel all that in, because darn it, I deserved it. I work hard, you know. So and you know what I've compuls I, I remembered that I compulsively ate like some other kind of protein meat before, or, you know, this other thing. Um, and I thought, yeah, you know, um, even though nine times out of ten I'm probably gonna pick something sweet over a vegetable. Yeah, when I remove what I think are my problem foods. So for me, it's a behavioral piece. It's a behavioral phenomenon that happens. So I can't. So like the, the alcoholic, they can't pick up a drink. I can't eat compulsively. And what does that mean? That means I can't eat for any reason outside of nourishment. I can't eat because I'm bored or just because or other people are doing it or it's a holiday or I'm sad. If I do that, it sets off the body part of my illness. I have a mind and body part of my illness. And the body part kicks in and I it's not just one compulsive bite. It's, I go, it's I'm off to the races. I eat more than intended or go on a spree. 
and then I'm baffled. Oh my gosh, look at all these packages and you know all this stuff. And then I'm I'm just you know uh, bewildered. How, how did this happen? How did I get here again? Um, so she said, you know, all I have to do is you know, um, and so so it was really important for her to help me understand what my true problem is, so I could apply the right solution. Because if I think my problem is certain food ingredients and substances, uh, then I'm going to be putting a lot of effort forth in doing that. But what the, but my step one is is that I'm powerless, not only over that that I'm going to go back to compulsive eating. It's not I'm not just powerless over the behavior of compulsive eating. I'm powerless that I can't stick to a plan of eating for good and all. And how do I know that? I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it in a way. So I'm grateful there are people that are like me that you know um, that that doesn't just doesn't work. So um, yeah. So she said if you you know, if you want me to sponsor you, you're, you're going to have to work the steps quickly, get through them in a few weeks, and, um, you know, because that's what the, the founders uh, did um, in AA, you know, so I used the big book of, of AA for my compulsive eating problem. And, um, you know, like I said, I tried working the steps slowly. I'm grateful I tried that because I found for me it didn't work. Um, so I did. I got through the steps quickly. I got recovered, and I had the freedom and neutrality around food, and I was amazed. Now, my journey includes where I've left program a couple times, even after getting recovered, you know, my higher power is just giving me that nudge. And, you know, obviously I've come back and my sponsor and I just joke that my higher power wants me to know I'm chronic. Um, so what do I do today? What's life like today? So um, I'm still learning and growing, and that's what we're going to do. You know, that's what we're meant to do. So I'm going to talk about the exercise piece real quick. So I hadn't exercised for a while. I had had surgery on my foot and whatnot. And um, trust me, like I said, I'm, I'm much more worse. Sometimes I'd rather just sit than do any activity. But um, I was getting this nudge from my higher power, like, because everybody, you know, I shouldn't say everybody, but at least my body was telling me, Deanna, you, you need to just get up and, and, you know, do some walking, get your blood flowing. You know, it's it's from a health perspective. It's not a weight. It's not weight-driven and motivated like it was in the past. And, and why is that? It's because I'm recovered. You know, I had to get to a point, truly, and before I could really give my all to this program, that I said, I'm done trying to control my weight and my eating because I'm screwed between the ears when I try to do that. And how do I know this I'm screwed between the ears? Dental five-minute warning. Thank you. How do I know I'm screwed between the ears when it comes to eating and, and um, exercise? My history shows that. I injure myself or I, you know, the consequences get worse. So. Um, I start. I started to resume exercise in December, and I'm recovered, right? And uh, I go to the gym, and I just go full force, and I'm doing these weight machines and whatever. And I really left there. Like, I mean, I was. I'm not just talking about over. Oh, you overdid it because you you have an exercise sore. I mean, I really, really overdid it. So it was like my mind went back ten years ago, where I could just do this, you know this heavy-duty weight stuff, you know, or, you know, it, it wasn't even like super heavy weights. It's like lots of reps, different machines and whatever. And so it was a big learning lesson for me. God was like, that's what I choose to call my higher powers, God, but we should call it whatever we want. God was like, oh, you didn't turn that over to me. You know, step three is, is that you're going to turn your, your thoughts and your actions, your will and your life over. Well, you didn't ask me what exercises you should do or how much. And I thought, oh, crap, I didn't. You know, so that was important learning for me. So it wasn't as if, oh, I can't exercise again. It's like when I was able to go back, I said, 
God, please show me the plan here. What do you want me to do? How many sets? You know, that kind of thing. And you want to know what's funny is, is that I was kind of like, really? Really? I'm done? Really? I can't go into this? No, no, Deanna, you need to go. That's okay. Um, so I followed my higher powers guidance because I'm going to defer that to a power greater than myself because I can't do it. Um, I'm grateful that today I can eat for nourishment. You know, I love to cook. I like to try different ethnic things, and my husband and I like to eat out here and there. But um, I do like to cook. And I can still lo love to cook and love to eat. And, and it doesn't overtake everything. You know, it's not the same where, because when I was really in my illness, I would dream about food. It was the first thing I thought about when I woke up. It was the only thing that got me excited for the day. It was really not a way to live. But now it's foods and food is in the background. Life is in the front, you know. So when I'm asked to go places, I'm not worried about what food is there or the things are going to trigger me. I don't have any triggers. I am the trigger, okay? I, I'm the common denominator. I take myself wherever I go. So I can be around any food or anything like that. If I have a problem with the foods, then there's something wrong with my spiritual fitness. So what do I do to stay recovered? I, I work steps 10, 11, and 12 like my life depends on it. So my time isn't mine anymore. Um, I made an agreement to my higher power when I signed up for this program, and that's that please give me the freedom around this stuff, and, and I'm going to do your will. So I'm going to give you some examples of when I was newer recovered. I remember kind of complaining about my weight, like, oh, my weight's not where I wanted it to be at the time, and my higher power, or my, uh, not my, higher power, my sponsor's just like, you're perfectly capable of serving God's will at your current weight. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's the beauty of a sponsor. They're not there to be your friend. And there's nothing wrong with what, what somebody just said, you know, but they're there to be objective and to point my nose back into turning to my higher power and working the 12 steps, okay? Um, so what I would say that's really worked for me is just, yeah, I mean, I make sure I stay busy. So I, what I do is I have to put the same amount of time into my recovery as I did my illness. That's a heck of a lot of time. But I get so much more in return this way of life. I get to sponsor people. I get to talk to newcomers. I get to carry a me carry messages, you know, go into the community, talk about compulsive eating, you know, um, to, you know, to people that maybe encounter them, you know, because thank goodness I had a therapist in the past that told me to go to OA. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known about it. You see what I'm saying? Not all therapists know about it, or it doesn't have to be therapists, but, um that's what we call wind-up work. That's part of our 12-step work, okay? I've been given a gift. I have to pay it forward. I've got to uh, sponsor others, talk to newcomers, do service, as I said, do what I'm doing now, carry the message. Um, and I've got to, pra I've got to um, practice the spiritual principles of patience, tolerance, kindliness, and love in all my affairs. That's all part of step 12. Am I perfect at it? Heck no. I'm a human being. That's what step 10 is for. Step 10 is for those pesky thoughts and feelings that, that will come up. Notice it says at step 10, when these crop up, not if, it when they, you know, so any kind of form of selfishness, which includes fear, self-pity, and, you know, irritation, all that good stuff. Um, <laughs> you know, I've got to take some specific actions. So, like I said, you know, and in the morning, I, I do my step 11, my prayer meditation. That's part of my step 11. And I ask my higher power, how can I help the man or woman who's still sick today? Do I need to go places and do wind-up work to talk about? Do I need to call some newcomers? Do I need to get on meetings? Or do, you know, do you have anything else in store for me? You know, it says in the, the big book that we have to be willing to, to grow spiritually. And what does that mean? That means that 
when my higher power puts ideas on my heart and mind, like you need to, you need to start a meeting or you need to do this or that, you know, that's something I need to do. Not Thank you. I don't just launch and do it. You know, I talk to my I, uh, sponsor about it and all that kind of stuff. But long story short, it's just this is a program of growth. It's not a program of convenience and, and um, you know, do what's comfortable because where did that get me? It got me sick. So I'm grateful today to be free and neutral, to enjoy great health. I'm healthier in my 40s than I was in my 20s. And, yeah, just very grateful to be here. Thank you for having me. So, again, my, um, my name is Deanna Lewis. And I am a grateful, recovered, compulsive eater. And uh, I'm in the Eastern Standard Time Zone. And my phone number, uh, which recently changed, is 216-309-0097. Again, that's 216-309-0097, Eastern Standard Time. You can, whatever time zone you're in, you're welcome to call or text me. I'm happy to chat. Um, yeah, and thank you for having me. Um, and uh, you wanted a topic, so a topic for today's meeting is what peace and serenity have you experienced from working the program? 